You're listening to The Daily American. Now here's your host, Dan the Man. The Daily American is proud to announce a partnership with Skip the Warehouse. Skip the Warehouse is a United States Marine Corps veteran-owned and operated HVAC distribution center, which ships all across the great United States of America. Whether you are a contractor looking to partner with the distributor or simply a homeowner looking to replace a filter, skipthewarehouse.com is the place to go for all of your heating, ventilation, and air conditioning parts and equipment. Welcome back to Daily American. Thank you to all the listeners around the world, anybody who's subscribed or followed on Apple, iTunes, Spotify. I do appreciate it a lot. Today we have with us the always honorable Mr. Frank Bernhardt. Frank, welcome. Hey, Dan. Good seeing you again. <clears throat> Absolutely. Hey, why don't you kick us off with uh, you know, your your childhood a little bit, where you were born, and you know, give us the rundown. I know you have um, I know you're a man of service, not only in the local community, but your all of your children served in the armed forces, which is highly respected. It's a it's it's an honor to know you, Frank, and it's definitely a privilege to have you on the Daily American. So go ahead and kick us off with your childhood. Hey, uh, thanks, Dan. I was born in West Philadelphia. Sounds like a song, but uh, I was mostly raised in Delaware County. I have a ton of cousins. My wife was one of six. Uh, uh, excuse me. My mother was one of six. My wife was one of nine. But that's what my wife is what brought me to Monco. But uh, I had a great childhood. Totally blessed. It's an only boy with two sisters. And um my dad had some really good years and I was down the shore a lot and then business in Philadelphia all went crazy. And I was then at 12 years old, I was caddying every day with about five first cousins. So it was a little bit of a Lord of the Flies atmosphere at the caddy yard because it was the early uh, 70s, Arab oil embargo, all this other stuff. Gas was crazy priced, but um, uh, my cousins took good care of me. So I'm blessed to go to some good schools, get into good college, went to law school. Uh, and in between all those years I worked, I had two, two jobs with unions. So uh, thankfully, I'm getting a lot of union support with this election. Um, and in any event, when I met my wife, one of nine, uh, her last name is McMenamin. She grew up in Lafayette Hill. And uh, we were blessed. We uh, raised four people in Conshohocken. And uh, all four uh, were accepted into the Naval Academy. Uh, one son came, home, came down with uh, some illnesses and uh, had to go to that school called Villanova uh, nearby. But he's done phenomenal. Uh, my oldest son just got back from Djibouti. He's married, two kids. Uh, I'm very proud of him. He's a lawyer in Annapolis. When he wasn't, he's not uh, called up or his time, he was a ship driver. My daughter is a submarine officer, just left the military. She's getting married soon. Guy that's career military. He's a P-8 pilot. He's an Admiral's aide right now. And uh, my youngest, Patrick, is a helicopter pilot. And he just did that uh, real tough survival SEERS training, they call it, uh, up in the woods and. He's going to be assigned to the uh, Gerald Ford, and he recently just got engaged. And uh, his fiance is a, uh, a backseat driver on a Navy Navy jet, uh, like Goose in the movie Top Gun. So wow. uh, totally blessed, uh, and I love our community. Frank, where did you where did you attend law school? Capital Law School in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, when I was getting interviewed. Uh, Dan, I knew I had no shot in the job. They said, "Why did you go to Capital?" And I would say, "Well, I got such a great Lutheran education at Gettysburg College." I picked the only Lutheran law school in the country, uh, but hey, it's where I got in. Um, I wasn't the best student because I, I worked through college and I, I worked in law school too, um, uh, but I was 
hey, I'm totally blessed to be in the job. But Brian McMonagle is a pretty prominent attorney in the city. And he and I were close at Gettysburg College. And uh, he went there right away and said, Frank, this is a great place, Columbus, Ohio. You know, the Buckeyes were up the street, even though I'm a Penn State fan. And uh, it was very, very inexpensive to live in Columbus, Ohio in the mid-late 80s. Yeah, I think now it's actually, um, you know, it's it's starting to turn around a bit down there in Ohio, just like uh, Philadelphia has in the recent years. But anyhow, how long have you been the active judge here in uh, It'll be. It'll be 20 years, uh, Dan, in November. Um, what happened was uh, Judge Sakazinski, who was well-loved, was a barber in the town of Conshohocken, really well-liked, had a great folksy way about him, uh, kind of like the doctor in Field of Dreams, uh, Burt Lancaster's part. And I, gotcha. really, I really liked John, God rest his soul. And uh, what happened was he was near the end of the term and he had some medical issues, so he suddenly resigned. And the Democratic Party and the Republican Party both threw candidates at the then governor, Governor Ridge, and he didn't care for any of the candidates. I don't know why their staff, maybe they weren't attorneys, whatever the reason was back then. But um, I said I would do it. I thought I would do it two years, and I ended up loving the job. So I uh, hired an attorney to do all my trial work in my law firm, and I just manage it. Uh, QuickBooks is a wonderful thing. Gotcha. Now, 20 years as the acting judge. and. Every four years, a new judge is elected, which, you know, based off simple math, for the past five elections, you've been reelected. Yeah. And Dan, it's, it's really yes, but it's, a, believe it or not, it's a six year term. And the reason okay. I mention that is because I had a contested election in 2003 and 2009, but then in 15, nobody ran against me. And there was some, you know, little uh, half truths at the polls. They were saying, oh, Frank, he never had a contested election. Well, excuse me, I, I had a contested election in 03, 09. And I was a Plymouth council member uh, when I was coaching and a life member of the fire company in this community in uh, 1995 and 1999. And I, my whole career, I've always been in the minority. So people can say, oh, the things change in this area. No, 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 no. Uh, I've always been in the minority with my political party. And it, it doesn't even matter, Dan, because there's no politics in my court. There's six ladies that work for me in the last opening I had was seven years ago. And I'm not going to pay homage to either political party. And people could say, well, what are you talking about, Frank? Well, if I have an opening, what am I supposed to go to the head of the Republican Party or the Democratic Party saying, oh, I have an opening. Can you give me your niece or nephew? And I like to hire local people. I like to hire people that people know that are good and, you know, that care about the job and care about our community. So I don't want to be beholden to any political party. Absolutely, Frank. I think that's why uh, you know I was excited to have you on here today because the Daily American, as of this point in time, you know doesn't really wish to to partake in political discussions or debates. Um, it's not what the Daily American is about. However, you know in the future that may change. I haven't really made my mind up yet. It's hard to stray completely away from any sort of political discussions when anything um, based off of perception can be broken down into politics. So it is a little tough, but you know it's pretty awesome that. That, you know, for 20 years, you've held that seat and, you know, you as a judge, you know, you keep politics aside and you're not really running off of anything. Um, you know, you don't have a hard stance on on, on something that, that you're absolutely running. I know you're a huge community guy. I know you, you support the police. I know you support the military. And, uh, you know, that's what's important to, to myself and hopefully to, to a lot of local other community folks that, that are around here. Yeah, we um I believe that, listen, I can be political once every six years, um, but I believe 
straight up 60 to 80% of our country is in the center. And there's been some very interesting articles that they think, you know, the, the people in the business, because, uh, you know, I can talk to them now and I'm trying to win my campaign and knock on a lot of doors and send out mailers. And uh, they basically think at about three election cycles, the party could come right up through the middle because people are are tired of the fringes. You know, people running for uh, legislative offices, they have to bow to either the left or to the right. And that, that's not where most people are. Um, but that that has, again, nothing with my job. And so people totally understand. Um, I graduated high school in 1976. That was just after Watergate. And I was down in Delaware County and there were things that were not, as our Jewish friends say, kosher going on down there. So I was a Democrat for like the last uh, first 10 years of my elective office. So, I mean, excuse me, my adulthood, about 10 years. Sure. And uh, and I had to switch because the Delaware County DA's office at that time only hired people from one party, the Republican Party. And I, I it kind of really perturbed me. My mother was a big Democrat. And she said, hey, you have a child now. You have to think of your child. But I kind of vowed to myself, I'm not going to switch parties. And to be honest, it, it, it still has nothing to do with my job. I want people to vote for me because they say, hey, he's been in 20 years. He hasn't disgraced our community in any way. He's added to it. He hasn't detracted from it. And, you know, or they can say, oh, he's not a good judge. I mean, it's kind of the system's ridiculous, but I don't know how else for a better system. And I think our legislature realized that it's very tough. They make it six years, but 12 years ago was the last time I had a contested election. People are going like, oh, yeah, hey, I haven't seen, you know, whatever that's say, they're saying. But, hey, I like knocking on doors, though. And I'll tell you what. And, Dan, I know I'm talking right now, but I was knocking on doors up in the area of uh, beyond the mall. And there's a lot of great people. And and also there's some real sad stories. And I was talking to a gentleman yesterday and it was hard for me to leave. His poor wife got diagnosed with an awful disease in her mate, mid late fifties, you know, and just, there's a lot of good people, but there's some sadness out there, especially with these COVID pandemic times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You could, I mean, people are struggling everywhere. Um, and I think, you know, I want to, I want to bring up a story to Bernard when I was, uh, you know, how, how you and I first, first met, I, you know, I just turned 18 years old. I was an ornery kid, definitely defiant, definitely, you know, I definitely found myself in some trouble and I ended up finding myself in front of, in front of you. And, you know, I was fresh out of high school and, you know, had, had a little bit too much to drink, which I've done, um, sometimes in the past, obviously, sometimes I still do it to, to be completely honest. I'm just smart enough not to, to drive or do anything stupid anymore. However. Um, you know, I got, I found myself in front of you, got in some trouble and, you know, you didn't, you didn't, you, you didn't know me from anybody to tell you the truth, Mr. Bernard, but you didn't, um, you didn't drop the hammer on me. You didn't, you didn't lock me up. I'm sure you could have. However, you, you gave me solid, you told me to get my, my act together, get my life together and get my ass in the military. And, you know, that's exactly what I did. Um, and it, and it has changed my life that, 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 uh, that day when I was an 18, 18 year old, you know, defiant young man in front of you, you know, you were certainly stern. You were, you know, fair, stern, and you gave me some of the best advice anybody could give me. Um, on the other hand, you know, this is the difference. And I want, I want the people to understand that, especially the people, local country, Occupant communities that, you know, I had gotten in trouble in, in Lafayette Hill and White Marsh four or five years before that. I was 13, 14 year old kid. And I guess me and a, a buddy of mine, shout out Mr. Troy Monroe. He's a highly successful business and family man living in uh Baltimore, Maryland area. And, you know, we were 
Henri, again, delinquent children, and we were walking home from Lafayette Hill back to Conshohocken. And, you know, we, to be honest, yeah, we were looking for bikes to, to, to steal so we could freaking ride back to Conshohocken. Not the smartest thing to do as a kid, but we, we happened to, you know, be in the driveway. Um, we didn't take any bikes. We didn't actually do it. We were in the driveway of a Lafayette Hill home, Lafayette Hill home, and uh, happened to be the chief of police's property. And, you know, she wanted <laughs> to throw the books. She, she wanted to throw the books at us, Frank. And, you know, we, we, we went in front of the judge at 14 years old. And she said felony, criminal trespassing, um, even though we had taken nothing. But the fact of the matter is, yes, we were stupid kids. Um, we shouldn't have been doing that. We realized we shouldn't have been doing that, especially years down the road. However, a felony at a, as a 14-year-old, um, for myself and then another, uh, you know, one of my best friends, an African-American man, like I just mentioned, Mr. Troy Monroe, it's like, you know, you gotta, you're, you're trying to destroy these kids' lives. Um, bottom line is we spent a couple weeks up in Monkey Hall, which is the juvenile delinquent center. Um, and both of us since then have gotten our act together completely. Now, you know, was it necessary to hit, hit children just going into high school with felonies? for attempting to, to steal bikes, you know, I'd say no. Um, bottom line is, Mr. Bernard, you know, as an adult, I was in front of you. And I'm not saying you cut me a break by any means, but you certainly um, didn't try to destroy my life and you didn't, you, you didn't drop the hammer on me. And I appreciate that. And, you know, thankfully, Mr. Monroe and myself are both successful businessmen, excuse me, and uh, that's all in the past, but that story should, should be heard. One thing I've seen that um, there's, there's an old, there used to be an old line that you want your doctors young because they're just out of school and they know the latest things that are going on. But sometimes you want your jo- lawyers and judges old because they've seen everything. And when you've seen everything, the big big thing is you have to be able to separate people that make a mistake versus the people that are kind of hardened. And, you know, well, you know, I, I think I coached one of your brothers. And I, your father was a very hardworking guy. God rest his soul. And basically, you know, you got to look at things and you got to say, hey, you know, kids will be kids. And you know, the military is not for everybody, but sometimes kids are, are a little bit drifting. And people don't realize whether it's, you know, outward bound, whether it's Peace Corps, whether it's um, Habitat for Humanity, anything. Sometimes Sometimes kids need to leave Dodge. It doesn't matter if it's Belmont Hills or Beverly Hills. They need to get away and say, hey, Conshohocken, and Plymouth Township, Lafayette Hill, they're not bad places. But, you know, you just – it's kind of like for years I've said to kids, like I'll say, look at that parking lot. I'll say, act like that's Plymouth White Marsh. You see a good-looking guy or a pretty girl and you're driving and you're distracted. You turn the thing. Your reaction times are so fast, you're going to flip the car. I said, oh, God, like me, you know, see somebody, you know, distracts you. You may jam on the brakes. You may tap the car ahead of you. But, you know, young people have so much energy and it's just directing it the right way. And I've had kids, Dan, that maybe were they're younger than you are when you were in front of me. Not that I remember, but 16, 17, I'm going, okay, what do you what do you do at school besides take up space? And, and I'll be I'll hold cases and I'll say, OK, I want you to either stage crew, theater computer lab, this club, that club, a sport, even, you know, a manager of a team, and then come back to me. And I've even had kids, I'll even ask kids, I say, you have a math brain or reading brain? And the ones that say I have a reading brain, I tell them to go to their math teacher and get additional stuff that, that's pushing them in math. 
kids that are like really math brain and hate reading, I, I want book reports because, you know, I can't do that with everything, but for minor infractions, as long as, you know, a victim is okay or a victim is made whole, something is broken. I mean, there were some guys recently that got into a little argument. Guy was renting a house and they don't have anything. And the guy didn't even, the landlord kind of wanted to let it go because they're local guys and down on their luck a little bit. I said, no, nah, man, I said, I'll help you when you go get the window fixed. So, you know, with COVID, we brought a receipt in from the owner. They paid for the window fixed. And then it's kind of like, hey, you know what I mean? Because I kind of think that if there's not some, you know, if there's not something learned, like those that can't remember the past or damn to repeat it, you got to kind of learn something. You got to be vested in it, you know? Sure. Absolutely. Frank. Yeah. I mean, it takes, uh, you know, I guess it, I got, I have no clue what it takes to, to be a judge. However, it sounds like, you know, the wisdom that you have and the, you know, it, it, it seems like you're just extremely fair. Yeah. Like your thought process is like, you know, you just like that little dispute you're just speaking on, you know, you, you could easily, you could basically as a judge, you, that's why it's such an important position. We need to make sure we, we, we reelect or elect somebody that is going to be fair. Um, that maybe isn't going to, you know, use somebody's now the intuition is the word I'm looking for the intuition that that you must have, um, and that you do have to be a fair judge. It, it, it says a lot and you can hear that in your voice. And, you know, I've had a firsthand experience with you along with many others. And I happen to see the, the other side too, in, um, in white marsh and, and Lafayette Hill. And, you know, I even remember in high school, nobody wanted to go in front of the, uh, you know. Oh, let's, leave, as, let's leave other judges out of it. I have all these all ethical right. stuff. but uh, All right. Yeah, we could do that. No, but the, the other thing is just just so you totally grasp it. Um, I don't know. Maybe I fell on my head. You know, we, all, we, don't, we all need money to pay the bills. Um, I'm very blessed. Um, my original law partner, you know, Department of Justice, second is class. He loves being David versus Goliath. You know, we don't advertise. Get all our clients from word of mouth, um, and our and our present client base. And um, excuse me, I have to decline that. I don't even know what that was. Okay, yeah, it's one thing about using iPhones, man. A call can come through, uh, but basically, I and my point being is, I'm not motivated by money. Um, I was very very smart years ago. I gave a chance to a guy that his last name wasn't the same name as everybody else in the law firm he's working for, and he was shown the door kind of stupidly once. It was uh, very short-sighted on the people he's working for. And we've been together 27 years. And so everybody understands where I'm blessed to have been like in this judge in our jurisdiction for 20 years and Plymouth Council for six years before that. As Besides uh, my partner, Frank, and my business partner, and then Warren, who, um, you know, our court's really busy compared to a lot of the others in Montgomery County. He took my trial list. But I had Chris, and Chris, God rest her soul, has been up in heaven for about four years, um, pancreatic cancer got her. And uh, with your audience, with veterans, everybody's seen the show MASH. And Chris kind of reminded me of Radar O'Reilly on MASH. Like, I'd say, hey, can you send a letter to Dan Cianci, like if you're one of our clients or something? And before I even could even spit out Cianci, she'd have the letter there. It's like she, she knew from working with me, Dan, for three weeks shy of 30 years. So I was blessed to have her and in the place in Philly that, you know, I'm not in a lot with COVID and they do a lot of things remotely. Um, 
that uh, we have people, most of our people have been here for years. And you take care of people, you treat people right. Um, they don't want to go elsewhere. And that's the same thing with the, the court. I'm really blessed. Like I said, my newest person seven and a half years. The other folks are getting all like 20 plus years. There's, there's two ladies that were there before I was with the court. Um, the county uh, isn't known as the best pay, but you know, you can do some things and make life easier for everybody. Um, but it, sure. Yeah. It says, it says a lot about somebody when they can, when, when people want to want to work um, for slash under you, especially for, for long periods of time. I mean, that's, it's uncommon, especially in today's society, you know, people are bouncing around jobs left and right, especially with COVID going on. That being said, Frank, do most of your hearings happen remotely now? Um, we went through like different rounds, like a boxing match. Um, I was one of the courts that basically stayed live as long as they let us. And then everything was Zoom. And then it went back to half Zoom, half live. And I, you know, it, what I, whatever people wanted, we didn't make anybody feel uncomfortable because, you know, we're all different. That's why Baskin Robbins has all those different flavors of ice cream. You know? So whatever people were happy with, I was happy with. And everything worked really well. We have no backlog and we work right through things. Um, but then recently now it's been all live and hopefully this Delta variant and everything else will go away. Um, I was pretty fortunate. Uh, I was about to get the vaccine at the time. And in March, uh, I didn't want to line jump. Uh, you know, some people, you know, the healthcare providers, the first responders, they should have gotten the vaccine all first. And most people understood that, but other people always, you know, they're all in school once. Some always try and duck into the lunch line earlier or before other people. So when, you know, and then I caught COVID and thankfully I didn't have it bad. Uh, I <laughs> the joke was, I, you know, caught it from one of the younger guys uh, in one of the police departments because you have hearings and, you know, he, <laughs> he got a lot of sick, <clears throat> a lot of people sick in his, in his squad, but thankfully everybody was fine. You know, just headaches, fatigue for several weeks. But I know why I kind of went a year without catching it. Um, it was kind of, you know, run down a little bit because, you know, you're campaigning. Things are different, especially with 12 years. But again, it's great seeing people, like I mentioned. Um, that's a great part. And I probably lost some weight. And with my daughter getting married relatively soon, um, you know, I don't want to look like a penguin walking her up the aisle. So, you know what I mean? It, it has a lot of lemonade. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, Frank, talk to us about uh, when's the election day? I want to make sure that that anybody in the Kunchak and Plymouth meeting area, you know, they get out and vote. And hopefully based off of this conversation, they gained a little bit of insight of who who the Honorable Frank Bernhardt is and and they select the, the right candidate. Oh, thanks, Dan. It's Tuesday, November 2nd. And the polls are usually like 7 a.m. to 8 o'clock at night. And then. Even before COVID, the mail-in votes, there'll be a percentage of people that mail-in because, again, we're all different. Some people don't want to go near the polls and prefer to mail it in, especially if they're, they have any, you know, health issues or everything. But, you know, the primary went well. Um, I didn't hear any reports of, in this area of anybody getting sick from voting. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I greatly appreciate it. There was, you know, Abraham Lincoln said, you know, it's nice that a person is uh, proud of their community. It's even better when... They live long enough that this community is proud of him. And that's all I've ever tried to achieve. Okay. This is where I live. You know, this is where I raised my kids. They all played softball, little league, lacrosse, track, everything. And did shows and everything. And we live in a great area, close to everything, great services. So I hope to continue being a judge for six more years. I could actually do two full terms, but I, I told a lot of people and there's some great people on the sidelines that basically said to me, 
uh, Frank, you're doing a great job. We'll just wait till you're done. And I said, well, you know, matter how many terms I said, no, 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 I'm just doing one term because, you know, and, and those people know who they are um, that are, would be, would be great at filling my shoes. So I do a better job than me, to be honest, but I think I'm a pretty good judge and just on a good note, that's why the Supreme Court of our state, when there's new programs, I'm always one of the courts picked. To pick. And as an example, there's 30 courts in Montgomery County. And a year and a half ago, they started an opioid program for, sadly, for a lot of people. And I was one of the, the first three or four courts that was picked to run that program. So wow. that's just an example. Yeah, absolutely, Frank. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that uh, 20 years of service not only behind the gavel, but in the local community. Nobody doubts that, that Mr. Bernhardt is a phenomenal judge or not. Hopefully, the majority of people believe that and get out and vote on November 2nd, correct? Yes, sir. Well, Mr. Bernhardt, it's been a pleasure. We look forward to having you for another six years. And the Daily American always welcomes you back. Thanks, Dan. Take care of yourself.